and the greatest of these is love. You may wonder why after nine months and then coming back, why share a video? of marriage. That is a testimony of God's goodness. And we need to do a better job of cultivating um, testimony. Would you agree? I'm going to time this so we can get to what we're Scheduled to do. I'm going to try to really just bust through my notes. I want to read Psalms 127 and 128. Uh, when I, uh, hopefully this evening, I'm going to try to send out an email probably to Alger. It's going to be a couple video links I would love for you to check out. They're very powerful. Probably just about every one of you in here. If you feel and have a call to ministry or you're ministering now, you should watch. Psalms 127, unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is useless. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with sentries will be no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward for him. Children born to a young man or a middle-aged guy are like sharp arrows in a warrior's hands. How happy is the man whose quiver is full of them. He will not be put to shame when he confronts his accusers at the city gate. Psalms 128. How happy are those who fear the Lord, all who follow his ways. You will enjoy the fruits of your labor. How happy you will be, how rich your life. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine, flourishing within your home. And look at all those children. No, 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 no. There, there they sit around your table as vigorous and healthy as young olive trees. That is the Lord's reward for those who fear him. I want to read a couple quotes from Bill Johnson that I've dwelt a lot on. I didn't have them in my notes originally, but I felt like they needed to be there. It says, Heaven's culture has to be real in my home before it can be real in my church. Ouch. The culture of honor is celebrating who a person is without tripping over who they are not. When this happens at home, when it becomes the way of life, 
it becomes the way you do life in church without effort. It stops becoming a program. It's not a strategy, but life as you know it. Here's some things I've learned on my sabbatical. Sabbatical was needed to rest and help pour into my marriage and my family. So why show that? Marriages are under attack. While on sabbatical, I discovered a plan of the enemy. And the enemy is using the need to be in ministry, have a title, get paid by the church as a tool to divide marriages. The enemy is willing to let you move into ministry. If he knows that it will mess up your family. Did you hear me? If we don't do this, we will burn out. If we don't rest. If we are always doing and laboring, we won't see or enjoy past victories or accomplishments. See, part of sabbatical is what I've learned is if you watch over the past three years, Eric had a revelation, Tom had a revelation, and part of the revelation that I got is part of the word sabbatical, what it means is to celebrate, to testify of the goodness of God. If we're not taking time to rest and sit back and see what God has done with us, to us, and through us, you will burn out and you will not be effective the way that God has called you. Amen. Before I even took sabbatical uh, last year, I was at New Life Camp. And there's a lady there by the name of Tina Sanchez. And I'm walking through line getting food. And she says, Mike Brown, if I know anything about you, and she knows a lot of my shortcomings, just like many of you. You know where I've sinned. You know where I fell short. You know what I struggle with. You know what I don't. Because it's affected you both in good ways and bad ways. But she said, if I know anything about you, I know that God created you to be a father. See, I chose to get married. I chose to have children. So I want to read something that my wife wrote to me, like, I don't know, a week or two before I even got up to share that I was taking sabbatical. Here's what my wife said, which kind of sums up a little bit of what I've learned. When Tina at camp told you that you were a father, she was right. You carry the heart of the father. He created you to love and love deeply. <laughs> you have gotten wrapped up in counseling and helping people fix problems. You have lost the emotion you were created with. 
Ouch. You started singing that song, There wasn't a day that you weren't by my side. There wasn't a day that you let me fall. The Lord wants you to live in that revelation. People are not a reflection of your leadership. If you are in ministry, write that down. If you want to be in ministry, write that down. If you are called, write that down. People are not a reflection of your leadership. That is a burden that I have carried. And I have to release that to move forward. This nine months break, the Lord wants to take you on a journey, remind you who you are and where you came from. So I want to read something because what I did was especially because I'm, I'm focusing on, on, my, on my family, and I have throughout these nine months. Uh, at least I've tried a lot harder than what I've had in the past. Um, I asked my daughter, how has this affected her? Now, she's gone to Kings Island today. So I text her, and this is what she said. The best part has definitely been spending more time with you and not having to be at the church 24-7. So I said, well, what is it? What's bad? What's been bad? She goes, I don't think there has really been a bad part, and I'm very glad you did it because it also helped me because I was having to watch the kids three or four times a week. Maybe not quite that much, but that's what it felt like to her at the church. And I think it has made our home life better because we have all got to spend a lot more time together. Isaac Brown, would you like to come up here and share real quick? No, thank you. I asked him, and a lot of what he said was basically the same thing. See, I I realized that I I was doing the same thing that my own father had done. My father took on a a pastoring job about my age, maybe a little younger, because it gave him his identity. So what had happened with me is, I started helping many of you or trying to or, or step into a calling or do something that the God that God has called me to do before the time was correct. Man, that's a lot harder to save now. So we have to be patient. I've learned to be patient, to slow down my life. See, my greatest ministry at this point in time and in this season and probably always will be to my wife and to my own flesh and blood children. 
to cultivate that culture of heaven. And just like the videos showed, seen a lot of smiling, a lot of fun, a lot of goofiness. And I, what the love, I love the words to that song. It says, I get to love you. See, I get to love you. I don't have to. I'm not doing it because God said. I'm not doing it because it's in the word. But what if we changed our thought process to, man, I get to love Sean Dent. I get to love Paula Glasser. But if we, if we, before we even get to that point, what if we say, I get to love my wife. I get to love my husband. See, what I've realized over the past nine months is I've, I've, I've worked and, and, and not had any ministry things that I've had to deal with. I've been reminded that not only do I love my wife and my children, and not only do I get to, but I actually like them. I actually like spending time with them. And I've been reminded of that, and I think it's probably bold enough, I need to be bold enough and say this, as I'm friends with, Many of you, and I know many of you, how many of you really like your spouse? You didn't have to raise your hand, <laughs> but thank you. Yep. I think we get caught up in I need to love and I'm supposed to love, and we don't say I get to. I like my wife and kids. I've enjoyed spending time with them. So uh, so where does that lead us? Because i got to really move on to here. What I've also learned about rest is it requires action. Rest requires action. Rest is not sleep. So when you go home on Sunday afternoon and you're like, I've given everything I've got on Sunday and I need an afternoon nap. That nap is not rest. Huh. Interesting enough, I've just realized I can't tell you when I've taken a Sunday nap. Because rest is not sleep. Rest is not lazy. What am I coming back to? What does this look like right here? I'm only coming back to the worship team. One thing at a time. And worship is this season. Now I'm still in full-time ministry. Even though there's no pay. Because many of you are in full-time ministry. Just because it's not inside these four walls doesn't mean it's still not full-time. If you're married and have kids and have grandkids, you're full-time ministry. You have to have a plan of what you will say yes to as an individual and as a family. I've learned that. We all tend to say yes to too many things. Um, so I'm definitely saying yes to my family. 
I'm saying yes to worship. I'm saying yes to opportunities that are about fathering. So what does that look like? I'm going to be going to the schools. Uh, I believe Alger's getting all that set up. I'm going to be praying at Parker. That's where my kids go to school. Interestingly enough, the principal at Parker called me and asked if I would teach fathering and parenting in the school system in the mornings. I will say yes to that. And why? It's because we are raising up radical, passionate, aggressive lovers of God and people for the next generation. And they need to be fathered, whether it's here or in the school. <sighs> My family has decided to say yes in the summertime to camps. This has been an area of tension in our lives and even within the church to a, a little bit of a degree, some, but we are called to these young kids. We will say yes to Victory Lane Camp. in the special needs community because they need help fathering. Some of them need fathered. They need mothered. And if you could see what I've seen the past two camps with my kids as they mothered, my 12-year-old girl mothered a 13-year-old boy whose mom left him. For three days, she carried him around. I'm like, why Why is this kid does nothing but wraps his arms around my daughter and squeezes her and loves her and does nothing? Every place they went, they were together, running through the rain, sitting and just holding him. I find out before we left that his mother was an alcoholic and left him with the father. So because I poured into my children and I listened to the small yeses, that God says, lives are changed. We say yes to Harvest Christian Camp. And we say yes to New Life Camp. Because as we lead worship in those camps, and we teach on fathering, and we share about marriage. We minister as a family. That's what we say yes to. So if we can do it together as a family, we will. Because that's what God called us to do. It's different, it's uncomfortable at times, but we do it together because that's what God's called us to do. It's not Mike Brown going out or Ashley Brown going out. It's the Brown family. Through this place, not separate, our marriage stands for something. I stand for and represent something bigger than myself. I reflect God, the kingdom, my family, and new covenant. We all know my weaknesses and scars, but in my weakness, he is made strong. I'm no longer afraid for people to see this because everybody's seen it my whole life. But as I overcome and people see the scars, it proves the realness of Jesus.
because he is an overcomer. And so am I. What have I, one of the few other things that I learned and I'm shutting down. I was hooked up to the wrong yoke. You should really study that scripture. Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. I've learned that I preach what I'm practicing, not that I practice what I preach. I'm a leader and a major influencer. Many of you are the same way, whether you're paid or unpaid. I'm a gatherer, and many of you have recognized that, and thank you, because I've had conversations with many of you who have said, I now understand what your call is and what God uses you to do. For whatever reason, not because of me, but what I've learned is people are attracted to the Jesus that is within me. Because if they look at me and just my screw-ups, they turn and run. I was trying to be a master instead of a servant. You should write that down and dwell on that. God's wisdom and man's wisdom are two different things. Read the story of Elijah. Read the story of Jonah and study Jonah and study Nineveh and study the Ninevites. And I guarantee you, you will no longer look bad at Jonah. Mountains were never made to be moved but climbed. One of the biggest things, as I've learned, is God is not in a hurry. God knew what he was getting into with me and you. I have some great friends. We have some great pastors. I have a great wife and family. I have won many victories. It is important to look back and celebrate victories. It's okay to stop and rest. It's not a sign of weakness. Everything doesn't need to be done right now. My family and myself have helped make this church what it is today. Now, you may think that's a pretty bold and prideful statement, but that is not the case. It is you have to look at what you have had a part in doing or you will not do anything else. Amen. The next steps I believe God will reveal to my family and leadership here at the church. God has showed me some things, but I have pushed and pulled others along for many years. But not anymore. God will show them in dreams and tell them as we and my family are to move forward. Now, I really, really, really Wanted to come back to a lot more. I wanted to just jump in. But it's just as important to come back easy as it is to leave. 
Um, and to be patient and to do what God says. Really, really, really wanted to go to Russia. I will not be going. We'll see what happens next year. I know the kids are getting ready to come do this. I want to encourage you, please stay. Don't leave. Your meal can wait. And I promise you, if you wait even a little longer, the restaurants will be more empty. And I debated on whether showing this next video is going to take three more minutes. But I believe it's very important. That's why this picture is here. Please listen and watch as this video has really been influential in the past few months in my life. It will be in yours. I'm going to send a link to a full dissertation of sorts uh, by Guy. The lady reads it, but this, what you're getting ready to hear is part of a vision by a guy by the name of Bill Britton. Let God give you the stage before you take it. Forgive me. for taking the stage before it was given. <laughs> it felt like me saying those things. I was in the corral with someone else who has jumped the fence. When I came to the corral, I came with several. All who left, it felt like, but myself. And while in the corral, the Lord has brought several in. But I have to ask you, are you going to jump the fence? Or are you willing to stay in the corral? And be harnessed by the Lord. I am called to carry and pull the king's carriage in due time. Thank you, Tom and Eric for having the wisdom to teach us wisdom, for allowing myself to blow up a few things, but to be there to help pick up the pieces.
If we don't stay in and we don't receive the harness, if I don't stay in, I almost feel like maybe I did get out and I had to pull myself back in or else lose my family like everyone who I've seen jump the fence has done. I want to say thank you to one specific couple, and I, I won't mention their name, but they have poured into me and my wife to give us, to make sure that at least every month we had a really nice date night. So thank you. May you reap a harvest a hundredfold. And may you know that that has deeply touched my heart. <laughs>